Hello, welcome to the Ilone Show. I'm your host, John Ilone. In this episode, don't have regulars, because reasons, obviously. As for our guest, she's currently in Cleveland, Ohio, but she's originally from Youngstown. We'll never know where that is. She is a decorating, but also works in real estate. One of the two, at least. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Rosemary Colucci. Hi, thank you for having me on. Hello, everybody. I have a compelling story I'd like to share with you about corruption at a local level and how it reaches to the national level. Here's my story. Here we go. So I was married, happily married, three wonderful children living the what I call the American dream. And all of a sudden, there's a knock at my door. The first knock is this. Rosemary, your husband's in big trouble. Really? What did he do? Well, he, we believe that he gave money to, for a sheriff from a well-known real estate developer, and the real money came from the mob. I said, how much was the money? And the FBI agent said, $5,000. I go, well, that isn't true. I said, that was our money. He goes, how do you know? And I said, because I almost divorced him over because I wanted a minivan. So then my husband uh, was helping a well-known congressman named Jim Traficant, and the FBI called him up along with me, and they told him that his IRS debt was going to become criminal if he did not back off of James Traficant. And my husband agreed at that meeting, but went back, and Mr. Traficant reached back out to my husband, who had the utmost respect for the man, as well as that whole community did. And so... He went against the uh, federal prosecutor um, and he went up there and he helped him and he was seen on TV and people locally, a judge, a federal judge locally, uh, got immediately was on this and wanted to try to indict him for taxes. So the jury refused the indictment. He had a grand jury, secret grand jury that refused to indict him for willful non-payment of taxes, which is the same thing Hunter Biden is being chosen, uh, charged with. Then they came down, threatened us both, and said that if he didn't take the plea, they would take our kids away from us. Now, I had a hard time believing that. I remember telling the a lawyer that represented my husband, who I have no respect for, I'm going to say it, because I feel that he really, really did a horrible job, ineffective counsel. I think he was in on things with the, um, I, but at any rate. So uh, the next thing was he had to take the plea. He goes to jail. They give him, they, they give him, they tell him it's eight months to take the plea. He'll be out in eight and he can go to Elkton, which is very close to Youngstown. So he takes the plea. We get up to Cleveland up there the same attorney who ends up becoming a special prosecutor how would you like to have this guy prosecuting your cases goes up there he goes up there and he on the way up there he drives us up he says well mark you had letters of recommendation good recommendations for your um hearing today and i took them out because they're inappropriate to have judges uh uh talking and recommending you for other judges to other judges so i took the letters out Mind, mind you this, a month prior to that, Mark's um, lawyer uh, 
co-lawyer that was working in his office called me up and he said, Rosemary, you have something to do here. I said, what's that? He said, you got to have your kids write a letter to the judge. I said, why? He said, just trust me on this. To this day, I don't know how he knew. So I got my kids and he said, make sure you mail it yourself. And I wrote the letter to the judge. We get to court and she's decided she's going to step outside the plea agreement and charge him for 18 months. He's going away and his law license is gone for life. Okay, gone. And he's not. And, and so he goes away. He's in jail. His clients are suing him for hundreds of thousands of dollars because the government didn't give a damn about his clients. They did not care that he had pending cases, took money that, you know, as retainer was working it off for these people. It got so ugly. They publicized this on TV. His own lawyer told the media that he was on uh, alcohol and pills and they show pill bottles. So mind you, we have three young children that have to go to school. My son was being bullied at seven, you know, just awful, awful. So we suffered a significant amount of emotional pain, my kids, and a lot of financial problems, you know, and, and then I have to take a job. So I'm this all American. I wasn't a Karen ever. I was like the coolest mom, loved everybody, still do today. I'm not a bitter woman. I'm a better woman. But I am angry on one thing, that I, I hear this president constantly talking about white supremacy and white privilege, and his son's the poster child of it. Because in this case, the Supreme Court, imagine the Ohio Supreme Court came down with a ruling that Mark Colucci could never, ever give an opinion of law again. He's not allowed to work as a law clerk. He's not allowed to work as a paralegal. And mind, this is taking somebody's constitutional rights. He has a seven-year degree. He's an attorney. It's called a, a doctorate of laws degree, okay? A juris doctorate. You go to college for seven years. How could the government be this corrupt? I want to know. So I go and get my first job. My brother comes to me and says, sis, you got to get a job. You got three kids. They're taking your house. You're losing everything. I go get a job. I lost my mother. She lived with me. My kids were crying. Grant, why does grandma got to go? Well, kids, mom can't afford nothing. We learned to. So I had walked into the bank. I said, could you guys help me? They said, the most will lend you is $50,000. I said, oh, my God. We went from living in a beautiful house, beautiful life, to now, where am I going to live? What are we going to eat? I'm one person. So I get my first job. Lo and behold, my brother tells me I'm going to be a CO. I thought I was going to be a computer operator. So I tell my kids, hey, we're going to dinner. Mom's going to take you out to dinner. I got a job. We're all celebrating. And I'll never forget that meal. I wouldn't let them order pop. Normally, I'd order a picture of it for the kids. You know, we ordered water, but we, we made it out to eat. And um, we had to learn a whole new life. You know, we learned to appreciate air conditioning. I got my 50000 I bought a house. It was in an awful neighborhood. My kids were bullied. I was a single parent for the first time. I respect people that, that love their kids and are single parents. I never realized I had to work, and, and my job was not a computer operator. I walk into the job. It was a federal penitentiary. I paid good money back then. I think it was like $15 an hour. And uh, I go in thinking I got the greatest job in the world, and we're in a bowl, and they stand up. You have to tell your name and why you're there. And I said who I was, and I said, I'm going to be a computer operator. Next thing I know, they have me come out in the hall and the warden comes down and the chief of security comes down. And he says, 
Rosemary, do you know what your job position is here? I said, I'm going to be in the computer operator. He said, no, you're going to be a corrections officer. I said, what? He goes, do you know what they do? I said, I think they guard prisoners. And so they said, okay, this is training. We have no prisoners here yet. They'll be here in about six months and we're going to get you ready. I said, okay. They maced me. I thought I was blind. I was on the ground screaming. Um, it was an experience. They wouldn't let me go to the gun class because they said she's liable to shoot everybody but the person or the target. So um, I really grew a family with these people. You know, it was a private prison. And finally, the inmates came. And honestly, I, I got a new respect for um inmates i learned that sometimes the prison guards should be the inmates and the inmates should be the prison guards you know and the kids went to school and uh here we are today fast forward to today my two daughters are attorneys one's a prosecutor believe it or not and my son's a big real estate investor he um does a lot of real estate across even the world okay he has clients he has a portfolio they're going to interview him for forbes magazine he's 26 years old i'm so proud of my kids but we learned I'll never forget, you know, it was 90 degrees. We had no air conditioning. I had the oven on. My kids were sweating. You know, we're fighting over the bathroom. We lived in a slab home with a drug addict next door that was robbing us blind. I was afraid of him. I was afraid to go to work. Um, it was just an awful, awful time in our lives. But, you know, here we are today, and, and I, I, I bring this up now because my daughters have come to me crying. Imagine their daughters of, of their father was a great, brilliant attorney. And they came to me and they said, mom, is there anything you could do to help us get dad's law license back? And I said, I don't know how this happened because I had a power of attorney over him. So his lawyer should have asked me about this and he never did. And the funny thing about the lawyer is after uh, Mark went to prison, the lawyer had represented a, um, we're going to call it a, a bag man for the prosecutor of Youngstown, well, Mahoney County. The Mahoney County prosecutor had a bag man. And the bag man was this guy's client. So the same lawyer that represented Mark represented this other fella. And this guy went to jail for a long time. And, and the community in Youngstown was not happy about that because the part, the other guy that was tried for the same thing walked free. And this guy got a, a, a long sentence for being a bag man right so next thing you know when mark's in jail guess who gets out of jail the bag man so you know not too much there's only one percent of appeals that get overturned in this country this one happened to get overturned so i never bought that story either from the same lawyer so here we are today and um that's my story and uh then i went from that job my brother rescued me from the prison and said uh this is not going to work out you don't know what you're doing there the inmates love me and and what you see on tv is really what happens in penitentiaries you know i i love those uh, i have to tell you the truth you know i met people there that i i that were up there for murder drugs trafficking um rico's 20 sentence 20 year sentences life sentences and I'll tell you what, they were the most, because I respected them and I learned something out of that. And I'll never forget the big king of the, of the place of my pod anyway, said to me, Colucci, you don't want to be at work tomorrow. And I said, why not? And he says, well, it's going to be a bad day here. Well, me being naive, I didn't even know what he meant. So I said, guess what? I'm off tomorrow, but I'll see you guys when I get back. Now behave yourselves. 
and I left and, and I, I was wiping the tables off and I'll never forget the same in, inmate called like flipped his, you know, fingers and called another inmate over and said, do you see officer Colucci over here? She's wiping her off the tables. That's your job, not hers. And I respect for, for what goes on. I mean, in that aspect, you know, these are inmates that are supposed to be hardened criminals, you know? And so one gave me a letter one day and said, born. I, I really need you to call my mom. He said, I'm 21 years old. I'm, I'm in here for 25 years for Rico for selling drugs and, and conspiring. And I said, oh, geez, your mom, it doesn't, does she doesn't know where you're at. And he said, no. So I did the right thing I was supposed to do. I felt bad for the kid. And I went to the, to my captain and I said, this poor kid gave me a letter, you know, next thing I know, they grab him, they put him in holding. He looked at me. I looked at him. I, I cry. I left there crying and I never went back to that job. And I ended up at Mahoney County Job and Family Services, where I put in 10 years answering phones, waiting on people with welfare, being discriminated against there. Believe it or not, I had a, a reverse discrimination case there that I won. I'm not allowed to disclose the amount. Um, but it was just a history of uh, being targeted, being a target. You know, that uh, if you're not in the good old boy system and you don't do what they say, you're finished. And that's what I believe happened and is happening today on the national level, not just on a local level. And in my case, it was local and it goes on all the time and people aren't aware of this, but it's even going on today on, on national levels. I mean, look at Joe Biden's son, same crime. Even, even Mark's taxes were less than what Biden's kiddos. I don't understand all this. This one can't even give an opinion of law. He can't work in a law office. He can't be a clerk. I mean, how could you do that to somebody? Yeah, you tell me that's insanity, and and he's afraid. Absolutely, and I have to fight for justice. I just have to fight for justice, and I'm not giving up. And and and, wait, oh, I didn't even tell you this. Three years ago, the same lawyer, the same lawyer, I sent him a text. I thought we were friends. I helped him get elected to party. The same lawyer, I really thought was with us. You know, we get him elected. We're with him. I find out he's talking a lot of garbage about my poor brother who um, has, I'm not going to discuss his illness, but he has something wrong with him. And the same lawyer got him prosecuted. We, we're not going to get into that. But at any rate, so I sent him a text and I said, uh, I can't believe you did this. You screwed your law partner. Can't believe what an evil, wicked man you are. I said, and furthermore, I said, if it's the last thing I do, I am going to get the Secretary of State, Frank LaRose, and I'm going to get petitions to get you disbarred because you should not be an attorney. That was my text. I ran it. I did. And you know what happened then? I got a call from my landlord. Rosemary, are you okay? I said, yeah, why? Are you in Youngstown? Yeah, why? Well, you had some visitors today. They want to talk to you. I go, who are they? Well, they're from the attorney general's office. What? She goes, I don't know. There were five guys here. Now, mind you, I'm five feet tall. I weigh 119 pounds. And the only crime I've ever committed in my life, honestly, was a speeding ticket. Okay. So I don't know what. Now, thank God I have my first daughter's a lawyer. So I call her up. I said, Jenna, somebody's looking for mom. There's five people from the attorney general. She goes, what? 
what mom what are you talking about she goes let me call Westlake because that's where I reside the county I reside in so she calls Westlake police and they sure enough tell her um we want to confiscate there's a warrant for your mother's phone and she said for what and they told her it was for this lawyer and she goes you've got to be kidding me so then my daughter proceeded to say well um okay we're going to cooperate you can come get her phone next thing I know SWAT is at my door uh, the attorney general's lawyers here, uh, he ma- he's making me sign documents. They took my phone. And if I hadn't met uh, a real honest lawyer in Cleveland, Ohio, just by passing, he, was, he managed after six months to get my phone back so that I could have a peace of mind. And that just happened three years ago. Same lawyer. So I'm beginning to think this is really unfair. I'm very biased, obviously. You know, and I, I want to see justice. I want somebody to hear this. Help me. Tell me how I get to the Supreme Court to get this man's license back for his daughters, for everything that's right, not what, not corruption. These prosecutors need to be, nobody holds, let's look at the Department of Justice. I don't care. I think the law should be this. If you're a Democrat and you're holding office, then the Department of Justice needs to appoint a Republican as the head. If you're a Republican office, then the Department of Justice needs to consider being a Democrat because they've weaponized the DOJ. So if I call the DOJ, this guy's so connected. The Supreme Court, I mean, let's think the Attorney General's a Republican. This guy was a Democrat. So how's the Republican? You want to know why? Because they went to school together. And that's okay. It's the good old boy system again. No matter what side of the party you're on, they're all the same. But how do I fight my justice? That's why I want. I want my fight for justice. I think that my daughters have a right to have a law practice with their father. He went to college for seven years and he can't work in their office and give an opinion. Or they're going to tell their clients, hey, my dad went to jail for not paying taxes. You know, so that's where we're at. And um, that's why I'm here. And hopefully um, we can get something, something done with it. Yeah, absolutely. And given all of what you've said in your story... To all the listeners out there, what would you tell them if they ever get themselves into this kind of pickle, ever? Um, I got to be real honest with you. Uh, In a pickle like this, you know, how do you, this wasn't a pickle, this was a setup. And, And there's more to the story. I had a brother that was a county commissioner, the same lawyer, gets on as special prosecutor, indicts him. For a, for a $200 crime, my brother wrote a book called Framed Innocence, My Fight for Justice. They denied his, um, this was 20 years ago. They denied, he's 77 years old with an illness. He's, in a, he's a Christian man. And um, the lawyer wrote today on the order to restrict him from being, not a pardon. He's asking just for, imagine, go into Lorraine. For eight months on a $200 crime as a county commissioner, he didn't commit the crime. It was fixed all the way up to the Supreme Court of Ohio for him, too. And guess what? He today finds out that, and he's been fighting, he spent $110,000 of his own money for his fight for justice. He wrote a book called Framed Innocence, the Frank A. Lordy story. Same guy, same lawyer. So... What I, you know, I mean, that's his story to tell, not mine. But at any rate, um, there's a lot of corruption in, in government. And unfortunately, it's and it starts at the local. And here we are at the national. And when I see this president, the former president, 
and you're me. What do you think I'm thinking, whether you like him or not? I'm beginning to wonder. I really am. You know, whether you hate this guy or love him, I really don't care. But I'm, t- I'm here to tell you that I'm beginning to wonder about our government. I really am concerned about the American people. Travesty, the real criminals are sitting with black robes on, are sitting in positions of power, and nobody, they think they are the law. They think they're above the law, and no one challenges them because they can't. Because if you do, you get your phone taken by the attorney general to silence you, to make you think you're crazy. That's very unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. So all I got to say is this. I think that we, the people, need to form. My goal would be to start a GoFundMe page and start a page for people like myself called We the People, and we're going to go after people like this because if we can't have the Department of Justice on our side, if we can't have the law on our side, who's on our side? Who, who's there to fight for innocent people? He, willful non-payment of taxes is not criminal. And are you ready for this? He was paying them. He was trying to pay them. Then the government starts stiffing up on him, telling them they wanted 10000 a month from him. And I'll never forget telling the government, they've waited, they've waited the death out now. How did they ever think? And oh, and by the way, his sentence, he had to pay all the, the taxes back. Now, here's what the IRS does to you. Here's what crooks they are. It's called extortion. So if your debt isn't paid and you're making monthly payments, they add on $1,000 for interest and penalties. How are you ever going to get caught up? You're not. That's extortion. That's our government. They're extorting people every day. Look at Rita. Let's take the Rita taxes. How many people on your show can honestly say they're, they're disgusted with Rita? That's another tax. How many taxes? I mean, this is our government. Does it? They're taxing the heck out of us. Look at inflation. Look at the grocery stores. You can't even get a cashier. No cashiers. Higher prices. Bag your own groceries. Pay yourself. Get out. Go. More money. It, there's something really not right about America. And I'm an American. I'm Italian. I'm proud of my, my, my culture, my heritage. Today, I'm seeing people say, uh, a Christopher Columbus is this and that. They're taking the holiday away. I'm just sitting here watching back and saying that the people that want to rewrite history, the people that are the real criminals in this world, I hate to say it, is I would tell people that if you get, if you have something, you know, and you feel like I feel that you've been really wrong, you, you, all you could do is get on shows and podcasts with pe- good people like you that, that let people tell their story and try to get help. Or you have to do, you have to do the inevitable. You have to pay, believe it or not. You could actually pay as high up as the president of the United States to get your charges dropped. You heard it here. Yes, you can. There's a fee. There's an amount. There's an amount. That's how corrupt our government is. It goes all the way up to the White House. I know it for a fact. So if you get in trouble, you better have a lot of money. If you don't, you're screwed. And that's why prisons are packed today. A lot of innocent people have gone to prison. There's a lot of criminals in prison. But the real criminals today aren't just people that kill each other or people that really commit crimes. It's the white collar criminals that get away with it. And those are the people in the in the in the courts. You know. So that's how I feel and that's my story. And I hope to God somebody hears this and 
wants to join my fight for justice and maybe they have a story they want to share and we could all get together and figure out how to start we the people and get people like mark his license back because they shouldn't have taken it and and corrupt lawyers shouldn't have a license they just shouldn't you know if they can't uphold the law and their their job a lawyer's job is to uphold the constitution of the united states and to make sure everybody gets a fair trial that's their job and and this in this case this was everything but this was a big fix this was we're going to get this guy and then he ended up with the mental illness and he never bounced back he came out of prison with a do rag on saying he was islam um he really really you know he was a genius mentality they broke him they literally broke him and it's a sad story it really is the man is just a broken man that's all i could tell you and i yeah. hope somebody hears this and can help us fight for justice because this is wrong and if it happened to me it could happen to you if they took my phone they could take yours they could mess with you and i'm just a little girl from youngstown ohio youngstown's a small town wow think That's about sad. it yeah, yeah forty thousand population right now in youngstown used to be a booming city you know unlike cleveland cleveland's huge compared to youngstown and even in a big city i'll tell you what i gotta respect cleveland ohio they had uh, people go to jail for uh, that were were white collar criminals, and they didn't put up with it here. And I got to respect it. So I have a, a much more respect for the Cleveland uh, courts than I do for for Youngstown, Ohio. I could tell you that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so you know, I would tell people to make, do their due diligence. Make sure you know who your your prosecutor is. Make sure you vote know people get to know them know who's going to be tough on crime you know find yourself a lawyer they're like insurance policies you hope you never have to use them but you might need one find the best you can find they're out there there's there there and and you got to find them because in this case it was just the opposite you know they thought they were friends and they weren't and it was business only and it's it's become personal now to me it's personal i'll be honest with you and i'm not bitter over it you know, adversity breeds character, but I'll tell you, it was a lesson in life that uh, I will never forget. It was, you know, I, I, best time I could remember learning to appreciate my tennis shoes, you know, because they were white and I didn't want to get them dirty. So I've learned my story isn't going from rags to riches. My story was going from riches to rags, but in any rate, I, I'm still the woman I am today. I did a jail ministry. I went and preach to women in jails to try to help other women become strong. You know, I, I was a, a, a wonderful mother. The best, best gift in life was being a mom for me. You know, I love my children and, and, and their children. And, and that's what life's all about is family. I love my siblings. You know, we're a close family. We're tying. We, we love each other. We love hard. We may get mad. We don't stay mad. But but we're human. We're, we're Americans. We're people, you know, and we're just like everyone else. But unfortunately, they went against us. So that's where I'm at. That's my fight. That's my story. Wow. And that is quite a story indeed. Well, do you have any advice for me? Well, yes, actually. Okay. For the last few months, at least a year, I have... Uh... I've looked at different news media outlets and the way they tell stories of different major world events. Mm -hmm. And what I took from it is that no matter how you look at it, 
there's always going to be outlets in the media that will either twist the truth to make it me- make it out as something else, or they just tell a flat out lie. But the thing is, you won't know if it's a, if it's twisted, a lie, or if it's just they're just telling the truth as it is because people rely on the news and mainstream media for information. Like, what other choice do we have? What, where, where we go f- for information? And what I realized is you can't stick to one news outlet because you never know what the bias is. You have to look at multiple sources on the same story to see where the blind spot is. And of course, with ma- a lot of major events, it is awful how society has really come down to, especially with the with COVID, the the various war regimes that's been going on the past two, three years. Well, Another tra- if I can interrupt you, you're not gonna believe this. My you're not gonna believe what I'm about to tell you. So buckle up. Go, go on. COVID nineteen. First of all, this is how corrupt our government is. Are you aware that H1N1 is SARS-1 and COVID-19 is SARS-2? H1N1 hit our country in 2009. My kids got it from a packed plane, landed from Florida. Same test, same quarantine, same symptoms as COVID-19, okay? We, we had to quarantine the whole bit, 14 days, all of us. Long story short, 200,000 Americans died from COVID-19. If you believe Tony Fauci and, and viruses do mutate, where's COVID-19 today? Yet they, they sent it to China and China did let it out. But this virus started in America. And I'm sick of the cover-ups for the presidents. It's, bull, it's BS. Obama destroyed America. You heard it first. I hate to tell you that, but he did. A lot of cover-ups in Washington. Yeah, That's that, a big one. Yeah. You know what? I've I've never realized the origins of COVID, so I actually thank you for telling me that because uh, it actually makes sense and it actually connects the dots I originally had to begin with. So uh, knowing that, uh, yeah, that uh, that really uh, furthers the point about how society is going forward. And yeah, of course, the obvious corruption, but of course, no one's going to know about that because. Oh, well, you know what I did. If I I wouldn't have known if my kids didn't get it. And then when COVID came, my my son I, again is a big real estate developer. His name's Mark as well. I mean, he, an investor's realtor. Uh, he works for Keller Williams Citywide. Anyways, this kid was selling a condo. I had no idea who I'm on the elevator with. He took me to the showing. I go with him. I help him occasionally. You know, I'm a mama bear. I'm always going to be. I don't care how old my kids are. But I went with him. And uh, this guy's on the elevator here. He's an infectious disease doctor at the Cleveland Clinic. And guess what he tells me? How did you know about H1N1? I said, my kids got it. He says, well, let me tell you something. I wrote a letter. I was going, the UH hospital, Cleveland Clinic Hospital had a round table of doctors. We got together. We wanted to see Obama. And guess what we were told? Obama said, this comes from a highly respected doctor that goes on Fox News and gives theories about um, illnesses like this and infectious diseases. And he said that Obama refused a vaccine in 09 because 200,000 deaths didn't warrant a vaccine. Also, I'm going to tell you something about Obama. In 2013, he had BLM Priscilla Hodges come to the White House. Now, Priscilla Hodges had to step down, but charity was a fraud. Okay, she did nothing to help the community. BLM goes up in flames. Why didn't Obama help the police? Why did he pick her? I'll tell you why. 
she herself in an interview said it was rich white men that funded this. Think about that. Think about what she said. And she stepped down and bought three mansions with the money. No charges to her. Boy, if that was my charity, I'd be locked up for life. Let's face it. I might even get the electric chair. But she gets away. Wow. That's crazy. And uh, I can't hear you right now. So uh, I think they know too much, apparently. And meet the press had the former president on, and he said, out of his own words, that there's people serving 22 years, 20 years that weren't even at January 6th. And my theory about January 6th is, wait, what makes you any different than a cop, than a cop car, a cop building? Why is it that all our government, like all these other government things that went up in flames, that was acceptable. But when the when the uh, five deaths in the courthouse, uh, in the Capitol, that that everybody went crazy. And you're right. You said the most important thing. You're a brilliant man. The news media. Let me re- let me retract one statement. People do your research. What you said is exactly right. I watch all the stations and they are tainted. If you watch CNN, oh, my God, they ain't reporting half this stuff. Matter of fact, people in Cleveland, Ohio didn't know that Cleveland, Ohio went up in flames from BLM. I had to send a guy a picture. Where were you? I said. Yes, they were here. They came here. There were manholes, and they said that's where the money was. These people got paid. They were strong. They organized with Tim Cook, who's still in Washington with Obama. Tim Cook is the head of LGBTQ and the CEO of Apple. Why are those two still in Washington? Why did LGBTQ, how did they get into all this? See, people think Obama's so great. Obama, I hope one day all this comes out because the way the country's going, We're in terrible trouble. We're in terrible times. The youth, uh, hey, I I live my life, but my grandkids, their kids, they don't have a chance if we don't turn things around and turn it around quick. They don't have a chance. They're trying to rewrite history. It's all wrong. It's out of hate. None of this is is right. We're Americans. We need to unite. This is awful. This isn't right. What What the news media is doing is spilling hate. They're making people strongly dislike each other even more you got republicans and democrats that can't get along i say we start something new revolutionary we the people we 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 pick better candidates we try to get along we be in the middle not have maybe start another party this isn't working out you know it just just isn't working out it's getting worse the hatred's building and and unfortunately you know washington they get paid big money to do what they do the american people that you know they could afford inflation we we can't each household is $4,700 $4, a year more. So with that, how, how are people supposed to get that 4700 So crime's up. Crime's up. Everything's up. I mean, it's just getting worse. So our leadership has weakened our country. You know, I think it's an elderly abuse to have this man as president. I really do. We all know he has dementia. It's very unfortunate. I'm not making fun. Uh, but no way would I make fun of anybody. But it's, it's the truth. And the truth got to be told, this guy should not be our president. He should not be able to be able to to uh, look at we, we have American hostages in Israel. What's this guy doing? Uh, a month ago, he sent six billion dollars, claims it was for humanity to Iran. I don't believe any of the government. I don't believe their stories. I don't. Not anymore. Not after what happened in my life. I don't. But I got to tell you, your advice is a thousand percent spot on. We need the media is they're part of the problem, not part of the solution. Because they're adding fuel to the fire and they're tainting it because they're owned by BlackRock and companies like that. And they're going to have their way. 
you know, and, and that's what's happening in our country. And it's very unfortunate. And all we could do is try to unite, start another group, you know, take our take our march, take our group down to the DOJ and tell them we don't we want them to be honest. We want to we want to change. I, my, if I had to rewrite history today or rewrite law, I would say that that would be two things definitely need to be done if you're a democrat and you're so that but so that you're not weaponized if you're a democrat the the department of justice needs to be the opposite because they can't be fair you can't be the president of the united states and employ these people and think they're going to come after you so that's why there's corruption it's the good old boy system you help me i help you in cleveland it's called play for pay you're going to give jobs to people it's done every day well you're giving jobs to people it's it's nepotism you can't do it you can't it's not went to jail for 28 years 28 years for giving jobs and taking kickbacks so you know if it's good for one it's got to be good for everybody just like your kids you're going to treat one different than the other no so you know if we're going to put this into into effect we've got to stand up and we got to be heard our voice got to be heard because if not if we just shut up and we're scared to talk they're silencing us they're dumbing down our kids they're silencing us it's terrible yes it sure is you know, so um, I think that your advice is great. I, I can't thank you enough for having me on your show. And um, I know we went over the 30 minutes, but I appreciate the opportunity. And I hope that we can do something in the future. And we're just going to keep yeah. on sending, putting my message out there and, and letting people hear the truth. Yeah, absolutely. It's just been a fabulous episode. It's possibly an episode that's worth over 30 minutes. And of course, hearing your story sets a, a prime example of how society and a course many governments around the world could uh, impact us yes. for the worst. Absolutely. Apparently. Absolutely. If you're not in the good old boy system, you're done. I hate to tell you that. And, and they come in big numbers. They got big money and it's hard to fight. It's hard to yeah. fight. If they want yeah. you, they're getting you. And even, and they're going to pick and choose. So they're going to get, they could even get the president of the United States. That's how serious this is. So they take you on a a smaller level, but it went all the way to Washington. But they only pick and choose. Isn't it funny? The only two people that I know that got in any kind of trouble were two Republicans. (laughs) Nixon and this Trump. So, you know, it makes me really, really wonder about, you know, I was born and raised a Democrat. We were told to go in and vote straight D. As a woman I am today, I go in and I vote for the person, not the party, because it's corrupt. I hate to tell you. Couldn't, couldn't said it better myself. Thank you. Thank You're you. welcome. And I appreciate and you having me on, and I hope that we can do something bigger in the future and make something happen. Yes, absolutely. And with all that being said, until next time, stay tuned for more. <laughs>